<laughs> hey, Craig. Do you ever tend to get, like, upset at that bit every time I say it? I mean, <laughs> there's, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> it's out of my hands. <laughs> you know? Like, some, someone watching is like, why do you keep saying Craig, dude? <laughs> it's like, who's Craig? <laughs> at this point, you either know the lore, or you don't care enough to go and learn it, you know? So, I'm Tyler on a focus. Hey. Tyler, Raymond. That's me. Um, what are we doing today? We're going to talk about Castle of Cagliostro, right? Yeah. Our last Ghibli film, for now, at least. Ghibli, in quotation marks. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it was before <laughs> Ghibli was officially made, right? It's a Miyazaki movie. Yeah, yeah. But still, you know, it's, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, Ray, you you haven't seen this before, right? Or have you? I have not seen this before, no. You have not? Okay. I have, but I don't remember a lot about it. I remember, like, the first, like, 20 minutes, uh, you know, before I watched it again. Um, so, what do you think of it? It's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad? I mean, it was... Certainly, I'll say what I expected. I don't know what I didn't expect, honestly. I mean, it's a it's a very early Miyazaki film, of course, mm-hmm. as you would expect. Uh, when someone career someone's career goes along, you assume they get better, right? So, like, this one was fine for what it was. You know, I feel like I've heard of better Lupin stories. I will say this: well, not better Lupin stories, but better Lupin narratives i've seen like like at least the first episode of like lupin i don't know which season i was like those are pretty good like they're not bad hmm. they're more drawing premises the, the, the entire idea of lupin is that he's just like this wandering thief goes around stealing things always running away from the cops and he has a couple of buddies or in this case like we see some of the other characters here we see the inspector who's always after him his samurai friend uh, i believe going on uh his other friend who's always with him. Uh, see Fujiko, she's like supposed to be someone who's like, oh man, we're like rival thieves, but then she'll also be like, you know, I'll, uh, I'll help you out now. Sort of character. Mm-hmm. So that's like a good group that your constant is for Lupin. This one wasn't a generic heist movie at all. This was a... We're coming here. This is more like a, a pseudo-mystery into a heist, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it wasn't even like a real heist because they weren't, I mean. They weren't really there to steal. Yeah, they weren't there to steal. They were there to be like, hey, there's people uh, printing fake money. We should mm-hmm. go over there, see what's up, right? Yeah. And maybe get some kind of reward for it or whatever. Because I know towards the end, that was their whole thing where they like weren't allowed to uh, like investigate them at all because Mm -hmm. all the politicians were bought out and then when they were when they had the one lady with the the news camera oh yeah when fujiko came back which is like yeah and like he was he was supposed to be getting the princess back or whatever Mm -hmm. but you know accidentally quote-unquote he went down there and was like oh well here's all this fake money stuff i might as well look at it so that was being like streamed to the politicians and stuff so, I mean, that was really the whole point. They weren't, you know, even though at the beginning of the movie, they were very much thieves and very much trying to take all, all that money for themselves, you know? 
think that, like, you know, to be in the movie gives you the premise where it's like, oh, these are all counterfeit bills, but you know where we can find a bunch of counterfeit bills? This castle. Yeah. It's really interesting. They open with that. Like, it opens in like, yeah, that weird way where, like, they're successful, and you're like, wow, what just happened? And you're like, oh, it doesn't really matter, but it's giving you a premise at least of why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, like, right off the bat, they're, like, building the world and telling you immediately who these characters are. It's like, you know they're thieves, well, they're good at what they're doing. I mean, they they, they took out all the cars before leaving, yeah. or at least set up that. Or, you know, so, like, okay. So these guys are, like, professionals. You're going to go with the assumption. Or better than your average, like, thieves, you know? Mm. And then, like, you know, they get, they take the counterfeits. He realizes they're counterfeits, and he, like, throws them all away. Which is, like, he's like, well, because they're not real. Very dangerous. He's throwing them on the highway or whatever. For these people... <laughs> Their windshield some, are going to be all blocked. Some people are just going to pick them up, dude. They're going to stop traffic. Yeah. Scoop them up. We're good. Yeah, because those guys aren't master thieves. They don't know. They'll be like, oh, real money. Yeah, most people probably wouldn't be able to identify it. Yeah. And like that was the whole reason why they were successful. Well, not like the, the team, the, the king or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was because they were so good at uh, you know, doing, doing the money look to make it look real. So that's like a weird thing they brought up in the movie where they said these things like help Napoleon like buy over all this stuff and like work these deals. And like they've been doing these for centuries, dude. It's yeah. like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I imagine that that's why they're so wealthy and like why they have a castle literally mm-hmm. because it was kind of built off that that business. But they, they've been doing it for at least 100 years. It's kind of insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they actually royalty? Like, were they... Was it, like, traditionally you were, like, born into it? Or were they, like... They're, like, their own independent country. Okay. That's not a part of the UN, which is, like, a weird thing to say. Mm. And, like, apparently they're, like... They're such a small country that we're, like... Because I showed you later in the movie where, like, they're built over Rome. Mm-hmm. Or at least a part of the Roman Empire. So they have to be at least a part of, like, mainland Europe. Okay. To some degree. Why didn't Okay, so you know how Lupin You know how he figured out <laughs> that that you put the two rings together? Mm-hmm. Twist them and it's like, oh man, here's here's the code. So why I didn't I don't understand what the point of point was of the king or whatever trying to marry the princess, right? Is that what, is that what was trying to happen? Oh, because he's the king. He's not actually in rule. Okay. Like, like, like he he's technically in rule, but he's not like you know. Like, if she has a child and bears it, like her son could like rule. But like, wasn't his whole the whole reason he was doing that was to get close to her, right? So that he could get the ring and find the code and then find whatever treasure it was. Wasn't that the whole point? That's one point of it. The other point is like to continue his succession. Okay. Okay. Because like you know he's not actually like he's he's a count. You know he's not like the king or the queen or oh, like right, just, a count. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Like she's a she's the princess. So she her, whatever her son is, whenever her son's born, he will be like the rightful heir. So okay. he's only ruling for like this really short period of time, and he just wants to eliminate that chance of ever losing. If he marries the princess, his son and his daughters can now have heir to the throne through that lineage. Mm. So he's getting that. Okay. Right? So he doesn't have to leave. He's like, I am now, like, you know, married into the family line. I'll rule until she bears children. 
then like uh, they, obviously he'll raise the children, isolate her from them, raise them up, and keep them in line. It's really mm, weird yeah. how it works. <laughs> because I I was confused. I was like, if your whole thing is to get the ring, just like you just like take it. Like when she's sleeping, just cut or her finger off, dude. Yeah, or <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's also that. Listen, I mean, like these movies are made in like a more like in a, I'll put like a romance time where like you're romanticizing this idea. Yeah. If this was made today, it's like ruthless. It's like no one even, you know. Mm-hmm. Apart of Lupin, that's why Lupin is so like fun. Is like it's so it's romanticizing these ideas. It's like this elaborate thrill, this crazy adventure. It's like you know that's what it is. So having like you know, be like that. It's fine. Yeah. If it was me today, it's like just chop the finger off, boy. We're good. Get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like. Um, I think one thing that that kind of adds to that, and I I, I kind of thought about this today, where I feel like this movie is it just kind of feels a lot more like a cartoon than it does in anime. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like, I mean, technically with the the like animation style and stuff and some of the ways where they like have like a running animation, you know, like speed up and then zoom or how like the the cars peel out. It just it just feels a lot more cartoony than anime. And I thought that that kind of added to the whole like uh I don't know, the feel of the movie and how you know, it wasn't quite a heist movie, it didn't really take itself too seriously, you know. It's weird cuz like Lupin is like sort of a gag as well, where like all the characters have like their own like jokes or whatever mm-hmm. that go with them. Like, even the samurai just, like, cutting off Lupin's clothes at, like, when he's in the car. He's, like, this is disappointing. He's, like, didn't even even get to fight anyone, dude. It's, like, a really quick one-line, though. And, you know, it's, like, Mm -hmm. you get the idea, like, they're all, like, having, like, their own fun with it. Like, it's not meant to be purely serious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only only parts that got really serious or the tone shifted was some of the times where the Count was, like, the main focus of the scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Like by himself, he's like in his room, or he was talking to his people, or whatever, um, or like some of the politics that uh, were were kind of in this. But, but yeah, for the, for the most part, it was just fun and them riding around, them climbing the castle, or uh, Lupin, you know, dressing up as as the inspector. And it's <laughs> like, okay, come on, guys, <laughs> you know. But, but yeah, it was it was good. Overall, it was an enjoyable movie. He gets the uh, seal of approval. Oh, nice. That with that. Seal over the stamp, huh? No, not the stamp. It gets the seal. Uh, because, like, it knows what it's doing, which is really weird to say. Like, I would give it the stamp, but this movie's very self-aware of what it wants. It's over the top with the entire idea of, like, this thief breaking in. And, like, being a sort of, like, a knight coming in to save the princess. Mm-hmm. No? It, it knows what it wants. The, the entire castle is filled with traps. It takes itself very not seriously. Uh, the the very unique style of the gloved weapons. I I love that actually. The gloved weapons that like have the missiles. They're so in like they're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's so unique. I guess as something like you know because like normally you know it's like oh no they have a gun or like they have like swords or like you know it's like no these guys have gloves. That's how they fight. They they literally use gloves. That's really cool. Yeah yeah it does really kind of represent the. The like, card, cartooniness of like '80s animation because this is when it came out like '80, 80, '82 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It really does represent that because some some stuff, some shows, some movies or whatever went super serious and like 
tried to make it almost look like a live action movie, you know? And then some people took it the complete opposite way and, and it did have like weird like spy weapons like that or whatever, you know? It kind of reminded me of I, I've never watched it, <laughs> but but just from, from what I've seen, uh stuff like Inspector Gadget, where it's like just like weird, wacky, like you know, there is like quote unquote the like threat of death. You know, mm-hmm. like 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 you know, they're gonna get each other for all the all the crimes or the bad guy's gonna win or whatever, but that doesn't really take itself too seriously either. It's just like we we have all these weird technology that <laughs> doesn't really make sense, but it's it's like fun in the moment, you know. That reminds me, dude. OG Inspector Gadget, never seen it, as well as yourself. Mm-hmm. But I will say someone that was watching on YouTube did say and they had the revelation that apparently his niece solves literally all the crimes. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that too. Where his niece actually does all the work. Yeah, and like he's just there, like just kind of. Yeah, he just exists. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like what? (laughs) It's like it's like full mind blowing. Hmm. I was just. He's the inspector. He's Mister Gadget. He's he's the show. I'm just thinking of uh, what if they had like a like a comic run or something like that with Batman and Robin? Like Robin was the one who was solving <laughs> all of it, you know? It's like Scooby Doo, dude. Yeah, Scooby like Doo does all the work. Oh yeah, yeah, Velma, yeah. Fred with his traps <laughs> every time. First of all, like I don't know if people like, hate like the, the Scooby Doo like in the new Mystery Incorporated when they had that going on. I think that the the the, the very newest uh, series is liked. Okay, because I remember like when New Mystery Corporate came out, and then friends like, "Yeah, what's all about traps?" And I'm like, "This is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen." Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's like it's like he's like because like Fred was like you know he's like all right guys he's like he was in charge but like you know he didn't really do anything other than be in charge. And then New Mystery Corporate he's like traps, dude, and I'm like, yo, and they gave him like this other thing, and it was like it's, it's, he's like he's like yeah he's like he's like. So every time he's like, guys, I know how we do, we get a trap set up, and everyone's like, "What do you mean we get a trap set?" <laughs> it's like, "What do you mean?" It's, it's like we could just not use a trap, like, but, but, or we could use a trap. Or, let me present this alternative. <laughs> we could use a really he big net. <laughs> Imagine he literally became in charge, so he could just use traps all the time. <laughs> there it is. It's the 4D chess over here. So I'm the group leader, so I decide that we only use traps ever. That's it. I like uh, I like when IP has been around long enough to do stuff like that to like be self aware or like almost like join in on on its own memes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you were saying that, it reminded me of the Sonic Boom cartoon, <laughs> right? I haven't I haven't seen that either, but I, I know we haven't seen Sonic Boom, but I've seen enough clips from Sonic Boom where I can yeah. agree with you. The one that I was thinking of specifically, even though I I have seen a few, um, was the one where he gets like pulled over by the cops or something, and he's like driving a car or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, it's, here's a ticket for going too fast or whatever," you know, "Have a good day." And Sonic turns to Knuckles and he's like, "Do you think that they'll let me off the hook if I tell them that? Well, I just got to go fast, you know, because that's his whole thing. Got to go fast, whatever." And it was just, it was just a really dumb joke, but it did take kind of 
uh, the like meme from Sonic and kind of put it in this in this other uh, situation, you know. Knuckles had one where he said, "I thought your middle name was the." Yeah. <laughs> My middle name is Speed. I thought it was the. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. There's a couple other from Sonic Boom, mm-hmm. which are pretty good and self-aware. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just existed since <clears throat> since what, like the '90s, the early 90s late 80s you know sonic was was born or whatever so it's just been here so long that you know you might as well have fun with it you know so ray um where do you put it then among all the other ones that we've done because i was i was what can't really compare it to the others i mean it's so different it is yeah (laughs) It's, it's the earliest one. Yeah. It, was, it was before even Nausicaa, because I think Nausicaa was, um, the last one that he did before Ghibli was made. And like, I love Nausicaa, so like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of feel the same way. You know, you know, like I said, I feel like the the tone for it is just completely different than all the other ones, and. uh yeah, yeah, it just has a very different feel. It, you know, like it does it. It almost doesn't feel like a, a Ghibli film, which it isn't. But I don't know. It is very different. <laughs> very original, but it's very true to the idea of Lupin. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's something that a lot of people could do. You know, like it's it's just very open ended, right? Of Lupin. You know, he's he's like a thief. He's doing stuff. He's going around. It is it, it is kind of wacky, right? You have a lot of other characters you can play with. Even though in this movie they didn't really, they uh, played more just Lupin, honestly. Yeah, yeah, they kept which was fine. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was fine though. You know, they they introduced like samurai person. I was mm-hmm. like, who's this? And then he was there, and I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, he gave a few lines here and there. You know, showed me what kind of character he is, right? And you don't really need more than that, I don't think. Especially for the for this story specifically, you know. Oh, that was me going so fast you couldn't see it. <laughs> you gotta go fast. <laughs> gotta um, go faster, 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 Sonic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, Ray. We're we're done with Studio Ghibli then. We have, to find out. we have to figure out something to replace it with. Do you have an idea what to replace it with? Oh man, do I have an idea? Like the funniest thing we could do right now is we could just jump right into Luke in the third movie again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be psychotic. It wouldn't be bad though. It would make sense. But then what else after that? I mean, <laughs> what are we doing right now? We have... We're doing um, Dragon Prince, Rent-A-Girlfriend, Theme and King Academy, Don Bluth. And that's it, because SpongeBob Tourney is also yeah. ending. And we're finishing SpongeBob, right? If you want, <laughs> we could do... We could do that little that, that chunk right there that, that Lupin the Third is a part of. If you want to, we could just move Lupin. I mean, I mean that when I wrote that, that isn't necessarily the order we have to go in. 
Yeah, we can just put throw Lupin in right now, honestly, just to have the Lupins back to back for right now. Have you seen any of those other movies? The essential ones. Yep. I've seen only Redline there, and I want to see the other three. And you know it all. So if you want to do that, we can move Lupin the third to the top of that list then, and then. We can just go in reverse order. Perfect. Yeah, we can go in reverse order. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we are going to do uh, finish Studio Ghibli this week. We're going to, we're going to do some anime movies, some uh, ones that are apparently some of the best anime movies ever. Metropolis is pretty recent. Is it? I think so. It's like twenty something. Like it's in the twenty past decade. So okay, I believe. Um. So yeah, and then and then Lupin just came out, right? Yeah, that that's pretty recent. It's like in the last two or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll do for all the people that aren't us too and can't see the list. Yeah. Uh, Lupin the Third, the first, which is the, the new movie super, that just super came recent. What I mean, just um, came out. I mean, recently, this couple of years in anime terms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Metropolis, Perfect Blue, Ghost in the Shell, and Redline. Also, like you've seen Paprika, right? Yeah, yeah, we saw it in club. Yeah, the guy who made Paprika made Perfect Blue, and Perfect Blue is like just as trippy. Okay. From what I heard, from the name, I don't remember what Perfect Blue or Metropolis is. Uh, You know, I'm sure if I saw a picture, I would remember. I've heard of Ghost in the Shell. I know that there's some really good stuff. We should watch the Scarlett Johansson movie. We should absolutely not do that (laughs) to compare them. And just it. dump on it. <laughs> this movie is garbage. As someone who doesn't know anything about Ghost in the Shell, I watched that movie and I was like, I mean, there was like cool stuff that happened, but like we should watch Alita Battle Angel also do the same thing. I'm kidding. Is Alita supposed to be bad? No, Alita was. I didn't hear anything bad about Alita. I'm, I'm be honest right now. Did I hear anything bad? It was based on the manga, but I haven't read the manga. Yeah, yeah. I feel like not enough people knew about it. You know, I feel like that was a movie that kind of went under the radar, even though James Cameron was doing it. Did he actually do Alita? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't think James Cameron did Alita, dude. But I'm gonna look it up right now, just in case. Do it. I don't think he did, but if he did, that's crazy. I bet you a million dollars. That's a lot of money, dude. I I just googled a. Hold up. Yeah, Robert man. Rodriguez. <laughs> James Cameron is a part of that movie somehow. See Christopher Waltz, Rosa Salazar, Jennifer Conley, Mahershala Ali. So anyway, that was entitled on focused. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm pretty sure. What what did James Cameron do then? Like, if I Google James Cameron next, this what's gonna happen? Was he not? Google James Cameron. Oh, he produced it. Yes, he produced, produced it. Produced it. Okay. He there didn't direct go. it, but he produced dollars. it. Million dollars. Because only he would do the directing as well, but I guess he just did production. Okay. So. 
So yeah. <laughs> that was going crazy. I was like, I'm pretty sure I heard his name attached to that in some way. Yeah. He's not the main dude behind it, but he's one of the main people behind it. He's definitely yeah. like, you know, this is definitely what he was working on. It's part of the crew. Apparently this movie was supposed to like it started development in 2003 and he just kept pushing this back because he was working on Avatar. Mm. So they're working like, on Avatar. Still, still working on the Avatar sequel, dude. Crazy. When's the, when's the, what's the Avatar sequel? Apparently it's supposed to be like a trilogy. I think it's way more than that. Really? He's making like a saga? Oh yeah, my gosh. Sure it was like up to like five. What is this, dude? They're he's never going to come out. Because he's such a perfectionist. It's like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if they were going to come out. And then, I mean, he's... We're lucky Apparently. he was just producing a lead of Battle Angel, dude. If he was directing it, how long would it take? <laughs> he was just doing this movie. Yeah, that's true. It's like he, I mean, like, not to like, you know, it's the truth. He's like, he just wants everything to be perfect. It's like, why it takes so long? It's like, if it's not perfect, we do it again and again and again. And for how long, though? Oh, and then, like, he's obviously breaking through CGI technology. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find a way to make CGI perfect. It's like, are you kidding me? He's putting more effort into like the CGI animation than most people. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And then everything's detailed. He's so good. But that's why it takes so long. <laughs> it's one movie a decade. Yeah, that's why. I mean, he's happy with it. So he, if he's having fun, you know, who am I to complain? <laughs> All the movies make over a billion dollars. So, like, what does he care? If he makes more than the gross that he does for it, I mean, like, to be fair, in the Avatar movie. Bombs, dude. I would be so. Does he imagine how disappointing he would be if it bombed, dude? The people waited ten plus years for this movie, and if it bombed, he would never forgive himself. Bombed commercially or bombed critically? Bombed commercially. Because I feel like enough people are gonna go watch it just because it's Avatar that mm-hmm. it'll make it'll at least make its money back. Because there's just so much hype around it. And around I don't even know how much the budget for this movie is, though. That's the thing. It's probably like a billion dollars. The budget's huge. That's the thing. It's like, it's how much is he actually using? <laughs> a lot. It's like, it could bomb. It's so weird. It's possible. It's like, imagine you hit a point in movies where, like, eventually where you start using the budget, where, like, it just doesn't, it's, not, it's just not worth it, dude. Movies are heading in that direction, I think, eventually. Where it's just going to have the point where there's not enough people to watch your movie with the budget you have. And it's going to be a box office flop. I mean, both Avengers movies did fine. See, like, that's the thing, though. It's like, eventually we're going to hit that point. I'm not saying that for, for Avengers I'm going to have, but, like, the reasoning behind, like, if we look at the top grossing films, I looked at this a while ago. Mm-hmm. Did you know, like, the top, like, Nine out of ten movies on there are all Disney movies. I mean, Disney owns everything, so I assume so. For top grossing, what what else would be there? It's like if I go back through the list, I was looking at this a couple days ago for like research purposes, obviously. Because it's not grossing; it was like opening weekend. I was looking for top oh, opening okay. weekend. Top opening weekends, dude. Box office. I was looking at it. Because this is what the real numbers are, right? I'm driving home. Mm-hmm. And on NPR, they're playing the Indiana Jones game. So flashing back to, like, Turkish Star Wars? No, I was flashing back to uh, Lego, Lego Indiana Jones. Oh. 
Yeah, no, like usually I'm on the phone with mom, right? But when I took off the, you know, I hung up, I just started, I just started, and I was like, oh my god. It was, it was fun. I hope you enjoyed it. You ready for this? The top 10, okay? Grossing weekends. Okay? Mm hmm. Endgame. Sure. Infinity War. Yep. Star Wars 7. Mm. Star Wars 8. Mm. Jurassic World is the only one there that's not Star Wars. It's number five. I mean, Disney. Avengers. Disney. Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. Lion King. Sure. I'm talking about New Lion King as well. So it's not old Lion King. Yeah. New Lion King. Uh, Age of Ultron. Incredibles 2. And if I keep going down the list, Captain America Civil War, Rise of Skywalker, Beauty and the Beast, Iron Man 3, before number 15, Harry Potter, Part 7, Part 2. Okay. <laughs> Something like that is the 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 opening weekend, and yeah. the opening weekend is literally most of the time. If you look at it, it's going to be like by looking at the averager, generally, it's going to be between one third to one half of what they make generally is in that opening weekend mm-hmm. for most of these movies. And like as you start going past like top ten, it starts with going past a third and becoming less than that. And you start hitting, like, obviously the quarter tier, tier and then everything like that. But it's like, yo, dude, there's so much movies on here that are just Disney. Just for opening yeah. weekend. Well, yeah, again, I mean, they own everything. Yeah. Um, but, like, if know, I were to, like... I'm sorry. Continue. I just say that I think that they're definitely going to have to find out what to do, though, because I think even though... I mean... To your point, I think there's more people, you know, like the number of people's exponential, right? Being created <laughs> on Earth. Um, but I think that with Corona, they're going to have to find out what to do because theaters aren't a thing. I think even when theaters are a thing, they won't be as lucrative as they were before. I mean, like, didn't I see something the other day where it was like AMC is AMC theaters are going to be opening up again in like a month and their tickets are going to be like 50 cents. Really? Oh, cause they have to make back the money. Yeah. So make they, the, as cheap as possible. They're incentivizing people to go to the movies. Yeah. And that's like that. I mean, I guess 50 cents is better than make them making nothing like they are now, but like, I don't, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of people who go, but I, but I think at the end of the day, they're going to be in the red. You know, like there's there's no way. Okay, so just looking at, like, the uh, total, I mean, I'll, I'll use Endgame as the example, because it's number one. Endgame had a budget of $356 million, and it immediately, within its opening weekend, had that amount. Yeah. Because its opening was $357 million. So within its opening weekend, it already has paid off for the entire movie. I mean, 
Disney is a pretty sure bet, though, because they either play off of your nostalgia, which is why Lion King is so high, even though I don't, I don't think it's that good. Um, or they're just a trusted brand, and it's like whenever they do decide to do a new IP, you see Disney attached to it, and you're like, I mean, why wouldn't I go check it out? You know. It's just like going back, like it's like Infinity War and Endgame. I'd definitely say it's the hype built up over like the years. You know. Yeah. That was that in production. Literally, it's so. It's the hype literally built up from those two that caused them both to be again the number one Infinity War before Endgame was released. You know, uh, Star Wars Seven was pretty good on release. So when Star Wars Eight came out, everyone went to go see Star Wars Eight. So that's why Star Wars Eight is like three. In Star Wars Seven, are three and four. Jurassic World. I think people were just excited for their Jurassic Park movie. It's been so long, and dinosaurs are always cool. That's that's true. Incredibles 2 again, like another hype thing. People were waiting for an Incredible sequel for Pixar to release that. And then, why Star Wars is number nine is at number twelve? Well, it's because everyone didn't want to go see it after yeah. eight. That's true. That. And then going down the list, you got Harry Potter seven part two, the like, conclusion to like the years of the movie that's been out. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Knight movies are up here. Hunger Games catching fires on this list, obviously for years of having those movies come out as well, but not as much years, but still saga. We should watch those movies on here at some point. Hunger Games aren't bad. Hunger Games? Not bad. People hated the ending of the book. At least the last book where, like, Mockingjay. The book? They hated both movies of the book. Mockingjay. I'm okay with Mockingjay. I like Mockingjay. Yeah, I like the ending. I thought that they they butchered it in the movies, and I was like, oh, no. I mean, it was was very close to the books, I feel like. I mean, a lot closer Mm -hmm. than... You know, other movie adaptations were to their books. I don't remember them changing much, at least from the ending ending. I don't remember them changing much from the ending ending of Mockingjay. I feel like the stuff leading up to the ending, they changed quite a bit. Okay. If I remember yeah. correctly. What, what's your memory on that? Um, I mean, I don't remember it very much, obviously. But um, the one thing I do remember, so spoilers for this, I guess. Um... There was something with Rue. That was that was a sister's name, right? Yeah, Rue, Rue dies, dude. No, 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 no. Oh, Prim. <laughs> Rue is a character who dies in the first movie, first book. Prim is. Kind Prim, of Prim dies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they I both die. The, that's true. Yeah, both are very sad. Um, the way Prim dies in the movie isn't. I I I remember this. She it it, it wasn't as impactful. Oh, it wasn't it was. as bad. It was the same way though. She died the same way. I'll say that. Yeah, but like it's not. It doesn't have the same emotional feel to it. Yeah, yeah. In the books, yeah. I, I remember that scene where it was like, "Oh no," because there's like the bombs or whatever. That's whatever mm-hmm. coming down. It was like, "Oh no," and then it cuts, and then the the next scene is like the the end scene or whatever, and it's uh, like Katniss talking to. Ooh. This is her like mentor or whatever. I forget exactly what I don't remember what his name is. But he's uh, cool. Yeah, he's cool. Um He's also played by a well known actor. Yes. I don't remember Oh, it's like um is it Woody Harrison? Uh, yes, it is, yeah. Um but yeah, but like I was not looking at Woody Harrison, I was looking at the one other characters, look up Finnick, because I didn't remember him. Oh yeah, Finnick, yeah. But yeah, it was just it, it's just like in an assumed death, and it's like, oh no, it's so sad. We're gonna print, not print. We're gonna plant primroses in our garden, and it's like, in the book, it was very detailed, and it was very like, 
the like uh suspense was there whereas i don't feel like it was oh yeah like, like in the ending in the book of like it took her weeks before she ever spoke to someone ever again yeah and like the first person she spoke to was like rose after like i think weeks yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. and then i was like whoa she's she's out and about she's she's alive <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like she's actually of you know maybe trying to reach out being part of society again I said that I didn't. I didn't like the movie. I thought that I thought that this uh, movie adaptation was one of the best I've seen for like yeah, books and stuff. It's pretty good. I was gonna say they glossed over Finnick. That's one thing I remember in the movie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember Finnick being cool. Finnick was one of the better characters, honestly. Yeah. It's really weird when you think about it because like, like this is a young adult book. I just want to stress, right? Mm-hmm. Like Finnick is like they literally like I could just tell you in the book that this guy is like a bot and like used sex slave for like rich people across the districts. Mm-hmm. They buy him and they use him. He just doesn't talk about it because he gets the money and he gives it to his family. And I'm like that's crazy. That's <laughs> no, it's the it's a dystopian future, you know. I'm, I'm just thinking it's a young adult book. Like the content in it, it's much more mature than you can actually think about. But. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> time to focus. I'm sorry. We talked. Yeah, we uh, we went off tangent. Yeah, that's different. all good though. Um, we we were off tangent, but on tangent though, because all you know, it's like it's all there. It's all there. Um, yeah, we're doing the anime movies just. You know, just, you know, don't remember any of them. Just remember next week we're doing Lupin the Third, the First. So just remember that, and then we'll, we'll all be good, you know. It has a sick lighter animation, which everyone loves. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to look out for it. I don't remember that. Um, but yeah, till next time. Be good, you know. Stay frosty. Stay like frosty. Wendy. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Good joke. It's a good one.